So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy class. Join at www.crispcopy.com.au. And today we have Claire Wood, business coach and numbers guru. But before we get to the provocative label we're discussing today, Claire, what is your favourite word? <laughs> well, I'm being a bit cheeky because I said my favourite word is mumpreneur. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't know that's actually my favourite word. My favourite word is probably um, is freedom because... Nice. Um, it makes me think about, you know, uh, I guess all of the fun things that, you know, I used to do before I had kids. <laughs> it makes me think about, it makes me think about travel. It makes me think about, you know, just having no responsibilities. But now I guess for the next chapter of my life, freedom makes me think about, you know, about opportunities, about financial freedom and about creating something really amazing. So it's yeah. got, you know, it's got all these different facets to it that I love. I love a word that evolves with you as you grow up. <laughs> I think that's really yeah. the way yeah. that it can mean so many different things to different people. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> so the real reason I really wanted to chat you up today is to dissect this incredibly kind of all pervasive term. Some of us feel like um, where we're just constantly labeled this if we happen to have children and we are in business for ourselves, And that is the word mumpreneur. Now, this is a two-part series that digs into the term and what it means for people, including we're going to talk about things like inclusivity, exclusivity, empowerment, um, and possibly having a look at if it means that it demeans what we do as women in business. Um, and so how other people might feel about us wearing the label and how we feel about wearing the label. And I have been, Claire, I put my hand up, I've been a swinger between the pro <laughs> and the anti-camp. I really, like, I'm I was, glad that you added that second part to that yeah, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was super anti when I started my business um, and then I went to the Osmopreneur Awards and walking into the room like really changed my mind about it. But recently I heard um, Deborah from The Guilty Feminist speak about empathy um, with a lady called Dulcie who runs Mums for Refugees and it was something that Dulcie said about the flack she's received about the name of her organisation that made me think that, about this topic again and it kind of came up again. Um, so, But I might talk about that later because I really want to hear about why you are on the pro team, Claire. So sell us on this idea of the, the Mumpreneur label being just fabulous. Well, look, I think... With a lot of things, like in my opinion, it's it's about how you use the label yeah. and whether you're ashamed of it or proud of it. And um, I know that this term gets a lot of flack, but I'm always a bit confused about it because to me, I'm really proud of the fact that I'm a mum and an entrepreneur. And I think that if the two come together, then I don't know why that's a bad thing. Absolutely. So I guess like, like, talking about some logical points, I guess, about why I think it's, it's a really cool term. So a big thing, you know, there's this massive movement at the moment um, for females in business. And I'm sure, you know, if you're a female entrepreneur, you'd know about it. There's so many groups, you know, just yeah. for women. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, it's like female groups and there's, you know, even a group called business chicks. And I find it's really interesting because everyone's really, really happy to empower the use of, you know, being a female, being a woman in business. And I never hear anyone go, well, I don't want to be identified as a, you know, a woman in business or a female leader. Like, and that's, you know, a lot of times that's how people get, you know, she's a a, a female leader, a, a a leading female entrepreneur and people are really proud of that. Yeah. And I'm not, I would I'm not rather quite be sure an entrepreneur than a hashtag girl boss. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. But this is what I mean. Like, you know, if you look at these groups and you're like, we're embracing terms like boss babe and business mm. chicks. And, you know, I, I find there's been very little backlash around owning the fact that we are females. Mm. And yet there's something about the, you know about the terminology you know mumpreneur that really gets under people's skin and for me you know i think there's so much inequality to women um you know even in australia even in today's day and age and i think that's why we kind of can't you know we're happy to stick our neck out and go yeah because i've been successful in business as a woman and i also am a female and i don't know why that can't be extended to mums yeah do you think that i i have a feeling that we are proud to own the woman label and that we're proud of being women in business and all of that support, all of that kind of sisterhood that we currently are enjoying because we've been able to find each other online, that's because it it doesn't feel like being a woman is, it feels like the glass ceiling that we're coming up against it, you know, pretty hard and making some, some cracks. And there is more shame, I think, or more, possibly more concern that um, if we have children, that we are going to be kind of identified as not being as capable simply because of the amount of other stuff that we have to do. Yeah, and again, I think this is why, like, I get so confused about it because I'm like, to me, it's something to be really proud of, yeah. you know, um, and, and, you know, to me, when I look at and I think about successful mumpreneurs, I guess... I think about, you know, all the amazing, you know, world leaders that are women and being mums as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I look at women in business who are running a really successful business. I look at people like Emma Isaacs, mm-hmm. who's got five children. Mm-hmm. And so the people that I look up to, I go, they're doing it all and running successful businesses as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. Like, it, it, It's not like to me being a mum and running a successful business aren't two mutually exclusive things. I think that they're two amazing things. And guess what? To me, if you can do both of them, that's awesome. That's even, you know, that's, that's even harder than not having kids and running your own business. So, um, yeah, I think it's something that we really need to be loud and proud about. And, you know, yes. Yeah. I think stop being ashamed about yeah, it is and stop being proud of it. I think it's I think it's a real fear-based thing. I think that I remember when I walked into Osmanpreneur, it was the first time that I felt like it was safe to embrace that label. Because I'm like, I'm always a label questioner. Um, and I'm I'm I feel like I can I didn't feel like I could be a champion for all women if I was proud of the mumpreneur hat. Um, because yeah. there was this big fear that if I would be considered less talented if I cashed in kind of my mum chips, and and there's a there's it's weird because like we have um, Osmanpreneur brought up a lot of stuff for a lot of my friends in business. Everybody had things to say, even other women who have children who are in business. Um, and one of the things that um, that really kind of 
rubbed them up the wrong way was that we almost like we would be given extra credit because we pushed some <laughs> children out of our womb. Um, and, and, that, and that, you know, I think, well, there's like, there's 40 under 40 awards. I can't enter those anymore because I didn't get my prep together until I was 39 <laughs> and I could totally win one of those things now, but I'm 41. And like, there's all kinds of other things that I can't participate in because it's not particularly meant for me at that time of my life. I think it's one thing about feeling ex like feeling like the label is excluding people, um, but yeah. it's another thing to feel like if you embrace it, that people will think less of you. Like it puts a less than sign in front of everything that you're capable of. And I kind no. of look I, and see. I guess this is the thing. I think you've just hit the nail on the head. Like when I see entrepreneurs who are under 25 and creating yeah. multi-million dollar businesses um and you know there's a part of me i guess that i'm like oh, oh I when I was what? yeah when did that happen why are they 12 yeah but you know <laughs> what was i doing with my 20 I, I the fact that i you know that wasn't part of my journey it doesn't mean that yeah. you know like more power to them really yeah and um you know i do think too that someone you know people who don't have kids will never understand really um, I guess how much responsibility and how hard it really is, and, and how much I, brain space I think they take up. I think there's oh a lot of goodness. There's an understanding yeah. that you know why why don't we celebrate dadpreneurs? And I think like broad, huge generalization brushstrokes here, but I don't. Traditionally, we are the ones that yeah we go to work and they're at school, but our brains are full of them all of the time. It, oh, it, definitely. You don't you don't switch off just because you're in business mode. And some days I have I have teenagers, and in the last couple of years, particularly with one of my teenagers, like work was a blessing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I think I built such a successful business because I was trying to stay out of my <laughs> my parent head for a couple of hours each day. Um, they are hard work. They're hard work. And look, you know, a statistic for you. Love a good statistic. Oh, good. The Melbourne Institute of Applied Economic and Social Research in 2018 said that married women with children, this is working married women with children, do more than 60% of the housework and caring for dependents yeah. on average. Yeah. So, you know, even... Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. No, look, my dad, my, not my dad, my, um, my husband's amazing. Like he's, he's a really hands-on dad and he does so much around the house, but at the end of the day, he doesn't do quite as much as I do. Yeah. Um, but the big thing that I find too is with the mental load. And again, this, you know, mm. I'd say this, this is a generalization. I shouldn't say it applies to everyone, but for the most part, men are much better at compartmentalizing things. Mm -hmm. So my husband runs his own business. Um, you know, he's a, he's a dad, a very hands-on dad as well, but he can like switch things off. Yep. Absolutely. Whereas I, I will be like, we've got to have the washing done because if the washing aren't done, then the kids aren't going to have fresh clothes to wear to childcare tomorrow. And, oh, we've got, uh, it's, you know, show and tell day. What's he got for show and tell? Okay, we need yeah. to pack something up. Add and the do we need to reconsider high schools and have we done the form for this? And when was Definitely. the last time I got their teeth checked? And that's that my my group of girlfriends outside of business some of us are business owners but you know we're friends because we're just we're mates not because we get to attend the same mm -hmm. events together we talked a lot about that last year that emotional load of being the mum and the wife yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And, and do you know what? I'd like to throw something out there as well. If dads who run their own businesses started, you know, calling themselves dadpreneurs, I'd be like so supportive of it. And I'd be like, well, they do. Like a, a dad who also runs a business has a lot more on his plate than a man running a business who doesn't have children. Oh, and so, as far as selling goes, like if we know that that's your backstory and we know that's your brand story and we're the ones choosing you because we make most of our selling decisions with our emotions, guess what? We're probably more likely to give you the job. Oh, exactly. <laughs> sure. exactly. Like, yeah, tell me about the family. I want to know about that. I think the thing for me that I was so anti it and I wrote a blog about being anti it and then I went to, I avoided going to Osmompreneur for a couple of years because I was like, I definitely don't fit. And then I finally went, it was the third year that I'd been nominated and I was like, no, I have to go. This is, it's like, I got to go see what it's about. Mm -hmm. And when I stepped into the first day of that conference, I had a realization that I was sitting in judgment just of myself, but also in judgment of the label and also in judgment of the women in the room. And then as I heard them speak, I had realized that I had absolutely no right to sit in judgment of the women who chose to embrace that term because they were no less talented they were just Mm. powerhouses and they were doing all of the things and you know we've all yes someone at some of the anti-camp says well we all do amazing things all the time you know we have elderly parents or we have disabilities but I think all of those things should be celebrated oh like start start a movement to celebrate women in business who who look after people in the community okay do that just because we don't belong just because we don't necessarily belong to that subset of women in business doesn't mean that it's terrifically a bad thing no definitely and that's what I said you know to me it's just a term and um and I do think whatever the challenge you know whether it's that you're juggling children or and you know a sick elder to your point like if you want to embrace that term and and acknowledge that not only are you achieving success in business but you've got a lot of other stuff going on in your life then I'm like all the power to you like and um, I know for me that when I know a bit more about the context of someone's the story or their life yeah it it gives me um and it also gives me a lot of context around wow not only are you doing this but you're also juggling whatever else might be going on Mm. and you know sometimes that happens to be children but you know I've worked with a lot of clients of mine who've got, you know, health issues or other things going on. And, you know, I, it makes me kind of go, wow, like the fact that you're doing so well with all of this other stuff going on as well is just incredible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to tell you this story that I heard on The Guilty Feminist. So there's a lady called Dulcie, as I said before, and she started Mums for Refugees in Australia. And it's just huge. It's just gone like gangbusters. And she was saying basically, if you're a mum or a carer or you just you just want to join, you don't have to be a mother. They have all these working groups through Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, Canberra and now in Perth. Um, and then she said, you know, if you are not a mother and you want to connect with us, we have these huge Facebook groups, you're basically welcome. And um, Deborah from The Guilty Feminist said, oh, so you can join if you're not a mother? And she said, yes. And, and she said, um, and Deborah said, but it's called Mums for Refugees and Delcy, who started this international movement to help people who are coming to our country with absolutely nothing, said that she gets angry, angry emails from people, you know, suggesting that the name is um, excluding people. And she said it never, was never meant to feel that way. It's just that they started in playgroups and the way they engaged with refugee mothers was through mothers in detention centres 
in playgroups and that's why they called it Mums for Refugees. So she said, like, it's not about politics, it's about raising better individuals and women having a voice and having a say in what's happening in the country. And then Deborah said something that made me realise I wanted to do a podcast about this. She said, it's, there is a feeling sometimes amongst feminists that if you don't do feminism the way that I believe you should do feminism, you're wrong. And she said, what I've come to believe is I'm fine with you having a mum's group because not everything that helps women rise up has to have me at the lead. She doesn't have to be the centre with everything. She can always start her own thing up. And it is okay for groups to step forward and say, this, this is our crew and as long as you're welcoming to all of our other crews, that's how we're going to roll and that's okay. And that, I kind of went, that's where I fit. I'm not swinging anymore. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I understand the pro side. I understand the anti side. Um, but, I, but I also like the, the sitting in the middle and thinking, if you're doing your bit to make the world better, if you're celebrating a certain subset of women's group, then I'm all for that. I'm just all for celebration. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I think too sometimes these things can go a bit, you know, I'm part of a lot of women entrepreneur groups and the reason why, you know, why men aren't in these groups is because they probably can't relate to a lot of the challenges that, you know, women... We discuss. Yeah. Exactly. And we're still ultimately a minority. And similarly with my opinions with, with mums, like, you know, I can talk to people who don't have kids, but I know before I had kids that yeah. I, I just didn't get ideas about how the world I, I remember, works. I remember I worked with this guy and he told, I said to him, oh, does your wife work? And he's like, oh no, um, she's at home. And I remember thinking, oh, how lazy. And they had, they had three children and I said, oh, I suppose she's got the cleaning and stuff. And he goes, no, we've also got a cleaner. And I was like, oh my God gosh <laughs> and now I'm like what was I thinking how, like how he dare gets to, I? he gets to come and sit in an office all yeah. day and go yeah. and grab a coffee with me and she's at home with three little children and so look for me even my like perception about what motherhood has, has been you know drastically changed since mm. I've become a mum myself so you know I think that you know uh, to your point, you know, it's not about exclusion, but it's about like going, well, you know, having spaces that people can really empathise with the challenges that a particular group of, you know, other people in the same place are facing, then, you know, that's a really important that they do have a safe space where they can, you know, talk yeah, about that and that stuff. Yeah, and well, celebrate awesome. it as well. Thank you so much. Um, I just, before we wrap up, I just really want to know, like, what's happening in your life right now? Where can we find you? What's so crisp in the world of Clarewood? Oh, I love that. What's so crisp? Um, well, the best thing going on right at the moment is that I'm appearing on this awesome new podcast called So Crisp. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> and look, aside from that, you know, I'm a business coach and I help women and many of them are mumpreneurs mm -hmm. um, to grow their business to that next level. So the kind of women I usually work with, I normally work with people who are sort of, you know, a bit further into their business journey. They are running profitable service-based businesses and they're wanting to go to that next level, but maybe they don't know how to get there 
or maybe they just need a bit of accountability and support to get to that next level. Yes. So I either do one-off sessions or um, I work with clients on an ongoing basis, which is my favorite way because that's the way that I get to see the best results, obviously. You get to become part of the fam. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Claire. This has been so crisp. My special tasty guest has been Claire Wood from Claire Wood. Claire is a business coach who works with service-based businesses, including copywriters, good to know, to help them grow their businesses with more results and less stress. You may have noticed this is not a regular nuts and bolts podcast about copy. You can get those elsewhere. We're looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. May your day be crisper than cos lettuce in a Caesar salad. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.